You're listening to the Fem Foundry podcast with me, Pips Taylor. Now, Fem Foundry is a new home for womankind around the world. We are a one of a kind global community and we bridge the gap between the professional and the personal. And this podcast reflects just that. So, welcome back uh, to episode three of this series. Amy, how are you doing? I'm good, thanks, babe. How are you? I'm doing all right. We had a nice week last week, didn't we? We actually got to see each other in real life. I know. I thought we had such a nice week. It's like really breaks it up when you actually get to see people and, and do stuff. I mean, we uh, went to some good meetings, some nice events, supporting other women. It was yeah. a really positive week. You came back into the big smoke. I know. <laughs> crazy, crazy. But I do like it. It really breaks up my week. Um, and yeah, it's nice, nice to get out and also nice to get back to the countryside. <laughs> Exactly. And I still have my dog and my baby, which uh, is is good because Amy came round to meet Louie, which is really exciting and is quite obsessed with Rocket, as am I. <laughs> yeah, well, I was also obsessed with Louie, but I was, like, <laughs> I was just like, you know, t- tossing up the concert. <laughs> Uh, I was just weighing up um, which one, if not both, I could fit in my handbag because they're both equally as adorable. You can have both any time, literally. (laughs) (laughs) So, Amy, have you ever done something called rapid tapping? I have, actually. Um, So I'm really into tapping. Um, I got quite into it um, with my therapist a few years ago. And at first I was like, what the F is this? Um, And you feel a bit silly. Um, But... I found it to be absolutely brilliant, particularly for anxiety. Um, and it really, really helped me. And um, actually, a few, couple of weeks ago, it was sort of middle of the night, one o'clock in the morning. I couldn't sleep and all, you know, all the business stuff going through my brain. And I thought, ah, oh, I'm going to go and do a, a poppy class on uh, Femme Foundry. So I found the one um, around anxiety and I did that and um fell asleep and you know really chilled and it just really really helped take my mind off things so yeah I recommend it I highly recommend it I've been tapping for a couple of years now with Poppy and totally love it because it's literally instantaneous you feel better within minutes of doing it it's something that you can do on your own uh you can you know you kind of really can switch your mood very very quickly so yeah the wonderful Poppy Delbridge is joining me today as our guest on the Femme Foundry podcast so if you're looking for a bit more of a focus on spiritual health then this is definitely one for you. Uh, Poppy Delbridge is an entrepreneur, an award-winning professional coach, an energy psychologist and an NLP practitioner Uh, Now she used to work as a TV executive at Warner Brothers uh, she's been listed by Glamour as one of TV's most powerful women. And now she's in the wellbeing and coaching space and she works with companies and individuals to transform lives and to unlock potential. So this is such a good episode. Uh, and we cover here like all about the power of intuition. Uh, and she's really out there to convince the skeptics about that crucial role that spirituality plays in our lives. You're going to find out all about her rapid tapping methodology, uh, which is described by the male as the therapy of 2021. Well, I love it. And I really hope that you guys love it too. Uh, so tip tap, tippity tap tap. And obviously you can also uh, do Poppy's course in the Fem Foundry app. Uh, so head on over there and you'll be able to access some sessions, which is even and better. And it's free. It's free. And it's free. free. You can listen to her and then you can practice it. So we'll yeah. see you there. 
This week I am really thrilled to be welcoming Poppy Delbridge, an entrepreneur, an award-winning energy psychologist, a spiritual consultant and founder of Rapid Tapping. She is one of the most spiritual people I have the pleasure of knowing, so I'm really excited for this episode because I know that you're going to be able to give us so many nuggets of information about spirituality and about life in general, which I feel we all need for 2022. Um, So Poppy, welcome to Profoundly, firstly. Oh, thank you, Pips. Happy, happy to be here. Oh, and so you started out in TV and have been featured in Glamour as one of TV's most powerful women, which is phenomenal. What was your experience of that industry and why did you decide to move more in the spiritual well-being space? Mm. Well, I was a creative within TV, so my job was to create TV programmes and work with people and talent and put people on screen and pitch and, um, you know, always be thinking about things. And, you know, it's a marvellous way to to start a career and continue a career. I was in that career, still am in that career a bit, but, you know, I did it for a long time, over 15 years. And when you get to do that as a living every day, you can't really separate, well, I certainly couldn't, all of my passions and all of my, let's say, external creativity or personal with professional, it, it kind of blended by its very nature. Um, you know, we'd have brainstorms and you'd be, you'd be going down the pub, coming up with ideas. So it, it, was, it was great because it meant that actually what I was able to do was really do a lot of the stuff I do now within that. So we were looking at visions and... Um, ideals and results and the way things looked and felt and yeah I mean it it, and then it just became a bit of a burning desire within me to refocus my energy away from what I was doing which was yeah running a department for ideas and moving it really into more of the people space which is the bit I really really enjoyed and was there a specific point where you were like actually I need to make a move here um, yes, I remember being in my Zen Den, as I called it, which oh, is what's that? Uh, like I, I always had a morning practice and I would dedicate, you know, a little portion of space. I, ha- I was lucky enough to have a room and I would do it all out with my, you know, my stuff that I like. Um, and I'd be quiet. And every morning before I went to work, I would get in there, I'd wake up pretty early and do, you know, a good two hours, actually, looking at what it, I wanted to do and doing my own routines. And I remember one day just going in there and writing what I wanted to be doing with people if I had all the money in the world and could just do it. And what poured out of me, you know, were things that I actually do now. So it was, you know, I'd be motivating people, I'd be doing Enneagrams with them. I'd be looking at their personalities. I'd be looking at their vision and their futures and their dreams. And anyway, I realized it was more than just a burning desire. It was something that I wanted to do professionally. And so that, that, that was a moment when I remember going, I'm going to do this. And then I wrote it all down and, and then it became well, and it became and it's and it's taken off massively and it's been amazing to sort of see you on your journey as well. I mean, obviously, we've touched on the fact that you've got your own TV company and then you founded this uh, well-being platform, House of Possibility. 
I mean, have you always felt like you've been an entrepreneur? Is it kind of in your blood? Because I think it is. Yeah, I don't think I was aware of it. Now I am. And now I'm, you know, I spot it within other people and help them move into theirs. But I didn't I didn't know it really as much as I thought I did. Um, but my parents were that way inclined, for sure. I mean, they 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 kind of rocked the boat a bit. They, they set up their own companies and things like that. So I was used to that way of working and I knew that it was possible. And how would you describe House of Possibility? Well, it's a good question, Pips, because it's kind of evolved and changed. You know, I started off um, running, you know, retreats and they were geared at sort of professional women and how you can look at your life 360 and go for things. And um, and then it really became more of a platform, like you said, where we could kind of congregate. And again, it is professional women um and then it kind of evolved into all people because i am a big peopleist i think at heart i think souls you know what i'm really in for um and then it just became this place where it really transcended well-being and wellness which i love but also that is tied to like the body and the human and the ego and the vessel that we are and I really wanted it to transcend into more than that. So realms of possibility that exist within a quantum fabric within the universe and how you tap into those and what that really means. And so within House of Possibility, then it became this place where you could start to tap. You know, so rapid tapping is the first thing within that to, to start with. And then it moves into pivot into power, how to manifest using tapping and other techniques and then yeah it just became this amazing network of people as well moving into higher realms within themselves their potential but also their possibilities and you I mean you work with some incredible people um, and I'm lucky enough to have worked with you as as well and and sort of learning what you do as as a coach and as a sort of uh, you know looking at 360 at people's businesses careers uh, well-being and kind of putting packages together to be the best possible person that you can be. It's been something that I think everyone should have at some point in their life. I think I'm I'm a real advocate for it now. Is that, is that sort of the aim, do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I believe so. I mean, when I was setting this up, you know, this was just before the pandemic, and um, I've noticed just a huge change, obviously, because people have looked in, in on themselves and looked at what, you you can do to enrich your life to manifest within your life but I believe everybody should know that there are more possibilities for them that they don't yet know they can even imagine because we're not taught to imagine these things or any of these processes and then when you do them things actually just bit by bit level by level start to shift and change and constellate and so yeah because yeah I love working with individuals. I love also working now more with, you know, brands or, you know, future thinking companies who are like, what's the vision of our company? What are, what are our values? Like, what are we going for? How can we create that using all of our 
innate skills as well as just, you know, a bit of grit and grind, you know. I love that. And the mail has also named your rapid tapping the approach to therapy of 2021. A lot of uh, our community who may be listening may not have heard of this at all. Um, but you are obviously you can also find uh, Poppy in our Fem Foundry app. She's done some rapid tapping sessions for us. So could you sort of talk us through what it is? Because I, I would describe it like a little hit workout for your mindset and it sort of really shifts your mood. But I'd love you to talk through what you feel rapid tapping is and how we can benefit from it well tapping is a form of energy psychology it is the combination of essentially you know eastern for for thousands of years not in the west they've been doing things like acupuncture acupressure they've been looking after their bodies and what happened with tapping um and eft is the and tft before that is that actually psychologists in in America were finding that actually you could start to use some other techniques alongside the body techniques, which are more cognitive. So kind of working with your mind, working with your brain, and also working with your beliefs. And so when they put the two together, it came about that actually in its first iteration, it was like brilliant at curing phobias. Um, and that was really exciting so it caused a sensation lots of people were like what is whispering about what it was and it was actually really expensive actually when it started to actually learn these algorithms these techniques anyway over the course of decades it's become systemized and um, you know shortcutted I guess EFT was a shorter version of how you can use it now and it really does calm your nervous system it clears away anxieties it can work with things like PTSD depression they even use it with veterans. Um, you know, I did tap in people on NHS back in the when everyone was super stretched. Um, my development of it is that once you clear that, where does that leave you? And I believe that's changing you at the core. And when you get those flashes of new frequency, if we're not in high alert or stressed, you know, our brain is not sending the same signals all the time to be pumping out cortisol and adrenaline and stuff like that, right? Then we go, well, hang on, we can use this to create stuff. So for me, the process is like you clear, then you create. So I developed rapid tapping to really, um, I guess, kind of reset the possibility that we can achieve in our life. Because when you start to use tapping in that way, and the energy techniques in that way, which are a mix of science and spiritual, you know me, I'm kind of I'm spiritual, but I'm, I love new science, then you get to get really good tangible results because you're a different body. You're a different mind. As, as someone who, you know, I, I have done rapid tapping with you for a while and it is, it does like absolutely momentarily, it changes your mood. Like it's an immediate result. And it's the kind of thing, especially, you know, in the wellbeing space now that you take five or 10 minutes to, to do it. And you, as you say, you can clear and you can really, feel a difference and that is phenomenal I think obviously you've you touched on it a little bit but what it does to our system and to our emotions what is it that we're actually doing well you're you're creating rapid change mm-hmm. and you're doing that on a sort of daily basis where you yeah you can calm your nervous system down but also what you're doing is you're rewriting limiting beliefs you are communicating a new story to your subconscious 
and almost 95% of what we think comes from a default position. It comes from what we've learned, how we've seen the world, experienced the world, how we've been conditioned to go out in the world, which usually happens, you know, when we're really young, and then it's reinforced over the years, for good or for bad, that becomes a very finite belief system. So we're told, I believe it's not finite. So what I do with people or browser or whatever is we redirect the belief system and we rearrange it completely. So rapid tapping is really good for like quick release, like you say. It's really good for just like getting back in the zone a bit so you don't spiral. But then the really cool thing is like you can equally do really cool quick things to to create stuff that you want and how you want to feel because you you, you can wiggle around your beliefs and that's really cool yeah exactly it's it's got it's sort of twofold isn't it so it's known to reduce and and overwhelm and anxiety by up to sort of 60 percent in a matter of minutes which obviously you know we've touched upon like i and i've experienced it it, it actually works for those who are listening and think wow what is it, it you know i need to give this a whirl like it actually works but you can you know you can use it for the uh, i suppose the negativity in your life but also to amplify uh the the, the positivity and, you know, you are a mindset coach and you're known for accelerating results with the power of energetics. And, you know, you've created within House of Possibility Pivot into Power and trademarked manifestation method uh, to senior teams in Fortune 100 companies. And it's kind of this manifestation, it's this manifestation, isn't it, that you're we're referring to in terms of the, the more positive side of it, which I think many people have heard of but we've not necessarily not everyone really understands quite really what it is or how they can access that could you tell us a little bit about how you work with manifestation and the power that it can hold yeah yeah I love it (laughs) yeah so the manifestation part of it really is about how you can achieve what you want in your life it's often labelled to be things, you know. And, yeah, people can manifest money and things and yachts and all sorts, if you like. But what it's really about is also manifesting a state of being, right? So you want to be feeling a certain way when you wake up. You want to sustain a certain feeling about things. No matter what happens around you, you can stay in a vibration that feels for you like contentment. And so that's the cool bit about manifestation and tapping is really a way to shortcut into that pivot into power which is like my process for how you manifest in like seven steps like seven d's is going from like what's the desire of your heart how do you actually unpick that and find that then how do you kind of like really clear away a lot of the stuff debunk a lot of the feelings that we all have about ourselves and what we can do bearing in mind that we've all been brought up in one particular way and we are held hostage to that a lot. And so then you go, okay, what can I change? How can I do that? So it's quite a system manifestation, I believe. Like it's an alchemy, really. Um, it isn't just thinking positive, that's completely impossible and such a waste of time. It's really about getting quite active, proactive about your desires, and then going all the way through until it's what I call like a done deal. You know, so it's like, yeah, it's done. 
Um, and it's kind of getting to a place where you can have that energy, that level of self-worth, you know, that knowingness of an infinite realm of possibilities that exists. If you look at quantum physics it, and you go, right, I'm going to tap into that. Thanks. And focus on that. Not easy to do, but if you do know how to do it, it is like a way of life. Yeah, absolutely. And I think obviously, you know, in terms of your practice, you have a really strong overlap between spiritual and practical. But how how do you manage to convince sceptics to be open minded about this sort of spiritual space? <laughs> have you ever had to do that, I suppose? Yeah, like all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like and I've done stuff with them. Um... Yeah, you mentioned Fortune 100 companies and stuff. So I've done that too. And not everyone's queuing up to, to tap on the face or to learn manifestation. <laughs> but I feel people are coming more open to it, aren't they? They are. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, there's such a wave of it now. I mean, I've been doing this stuff since I was very little, about eight. I was doing affirmations on my mirror and I was t- raised, you know, raised into it. So for me, it was weird. You know, I was a bit weird for a while. Um, now it's pretty cool everyone's into it but um it's only scratching the surface i think when you go really deep and you do find the 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 science around it you you actually and you you think about the laws of the universe and you go into what they are and then you find and i'm no scientist by trade at all but i've become obsessed with it you know and i'm studying it because i'm seeing such comparison in it the spiritual and the science are not separated by anyone other than civilizations before us right and so for me it's about becoming whole again all of the things and all of us like I think there's a new wave and a movement to make everything whole and integrated I don't believe in balance of like personal and professional I think that's gone I think I never really agreed that it was a thing um because we're always set for failure the amount of women who come to me going I haven't got work-life balance well yeah you haven't because we've got to look at things in a completely different way. Like there's nothing wrong with you if you haven't got a balance. You just need to look at things different, differently. Because I, I love actually, I love the description of you saying that, you know, you're, we're becoming whole again. So I'd love to understand from you, like how we can become whole again. Yeah. Well, you know, that takes a commitment to ourselves. That, that, that becoming whole again is a decision. And it's a double decision. It's the decision to go... I want to become whole again. And then it's a decision to go, what do I need to do, change, be, how will that happen for me? And then it's kind of going, well, I might have to go into something a bit different. You know, I won't be able to do the same old things to get new results. So being whole is about accepting yourself, every single part of you, the shadows, the flaws, knowing that you're enough in any situation really understanding that your self-worth is without condition and your love for yourself is also without condition because we are merely humans trying to get by in this bizarre world. But at the end of the day, there's also this law of divine oneness. Everything is connected in such a way that we can't see ourselves as separate from that. When you don't see yourself as separate from that, you can't be wrong. There's nothing to fix. You just come back into wholeness every time and you, you learn to do that a little faster over and over again with things like tapping and learning these things. It's so interesting. I literally could listen to you talk all, all day on it because I just think you've got such a way with explaining 
spirituality and kind of how to get in touch with it and to for it to, to embrace it and to sort of you know become in, more in tune being so spiritual and being aware of this energy kind of connection that you have have you always embraced it throughout your life or have you had to switch it off at any moment that's a really really interesting question Pips and not something I've been asked before I have had to what I would call sort of in other others listening would probably know this it's like you you have to dim your light whatever that light is there are times in your life where it's there is some kind of dimming going on often I've found found it's in relationships right um never really had to particularly keep it quiet in tv because they know it was like creative industry they all just thought it was a bit wacky but then (laughs) but then also I was getting like you know I was paid more than other people I was getting good results and a few people were like what are you doing and I'd be like you know this is what I do you know, I, I have intention, but, you know, I create things before they exist. You know, I was getting my teams to basically do vision boards for what. So I didn't really have to dim it there, but I do think that what does happen in relationship, which has always been one of my, you know, I work on this wheel of possibility where there's zones of your life. You pay particular focus to some and you work out and you try and get a kind of wholeness again of a wheel. My wonky part of a wheel, it was, you know, significant relationships and in those yeah because you know I I wasn't able to be fully me in what in in what way because you couldn't is it because you kind of couldn't let yourself go and connect with 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 someone or is it because you were having to protect your energy and you hadn't quite met the right person I think it was not necessarily there doing more my own that I've worked through since where I didn't feel where I sort of thought oh it's a bit there it's a bit silly you know or they didn't get it so it, it, it you know when someone doesn't get what you're saying it's really hard to get inspired and excited about it uh, it's like the naysayers around you really dim people it's one of the reasons I do what I do because you've got to be around yes people and I think that for me was the only time that I've now you've asked me it that I'm thinking, yeah, it's probably in relationship. That's really interesting. The past couple of years have been a real time of change and upheaval for everyone. For anyone who is sort of feeling like we're spending a lot of time feeling very anxious at the moment, we may be facing big changes or challenges in terms of work or life. What advice do you have for them? Well, you know, the first thing is it is challenging time and. Um, one of the one of the best ways to move on is to accept what is and not resist it not pretend everything's okay not be putting on a, a brave face it's really important to just accept you know one of the things in tapping is to accept you know it really is about validating what is what's real, what's, what feels real, what is here right now. Then I think once you've done that, then it's about just getting a little game plan together about how you can really make change at the root, at the core, which is really it's your belief system. Because there's no, 
you could be having bubble baths every night, putting on a face mask, getting a bit of time for yourself. But it's not enough. That's not enough. And I know, you know, everyone that's listening here, we've got stuff to do. We're busy. It's stressful. Um, but I would say self-care goes way, way deeper than that. And it's about going, oh, I'm worthy. I've decided that I owe it to myself to take it one step further and really take proper action. I love that. Now, obviously, here at Fem Foundry, we have our four pillars, which are financial health, spiritual health, physical health and mental health. And we always do a quick fire round to see what works best for you and how you sort of, I suppose, look after each of those pillars. So I want to start off with financial health. How do you look after your financial health? I have a motto of, I do a lot with money mindset. So I have a a motto of feeling that money is an energy. And so in order to make the most of energy, you've got to keep it on the move and you've got to appreciate it and feel that it's abundant and that it can come and go. But it's really about a cycle. So I try with my financial health to just see the energy behind things like launches that I do. I'll think of a number, I'll get energy behind it, I'll break it down around how to get that, and then I'll get that. So, yeah, I don't see it with limits. And what about your spiritual health? How do you safeguard and look after your spiritual health, especially as someone who has such energy and gives so much energy to others? Um, I do that by... Constantly challenging myself, I think, learning, studying, trying something new. Our brain really loves new experiences because if we don't create new experiences, um, we just go to default again, which isn't always good. So new experience actually allows us to create new memories, and that's an automatic response in the brain. So for me, like looking after that is actually doing new experiences and just pushing out of the edges of the norm all the time. So expanding. Yeah, expanding, you know, doing the bits where you're like, oh, I haven't done that. You know, li- even little things are really useful, you know, like going a different route home. Little things like that create new experiences. And that's like, I call it the Rolodex of information that your brain goes to. And new stuff, good. Old stuff can be bad unless it's got a really good energy attached to it or it's got, yeah, the belief behind it is brilliant. Mm, I love that. It's so interesting seeing everything as energy and hearing you talk about everything as energy. I, I love it. Okay, what about your physical health? Are you into sort of working out and looking after your physical health? And if so, what do you do? I do stretches. Qigong and I have always taken supplements and that kind of thing just to look after myself keep an eye um at the same time I also pour a lot of intention into how I do all of that as well so that's an interesting thing um so I tend to think about what could be possible for my body and I focus a lot on being more flexible and that kind of thing 
because I'm my physical body. Meh, I think it's one of the things that I would leave to the wayside if I didn't give it attention. You know, I would say. Whereas my spiritual health, I'm like, I'll do that all the time. Thank you very much. So, would you say you kind of think about your physical health up, but a lot, but you don't necessarily act on your physical health a lot? I would say that, yeah, prob- probably. I mean, I, I, I'm very much in the imagining zone of, you know, my, yeah, my body, my health, or weight, all of that. I'm kind of like, yeah, behold it at that, shall we? Um, so I'm kind of, I kind of do that. And then I do what I can around it, you know, you know, you know me, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm into well-being, but I'm not a gym bunny. Yeah, exactly. I'm more of a yin yoga, yeah. calming, look after your nervous system kind of, okay. I love that. And what about your mental health? How do you look after that? Yeah, well, I, I look after my mental health by looking after my spiritual health. I see myself as part of something, not separate from something. And when I do feel I'm separate from something, I quickly get onto my spiritual health. Because I feel like you help so many people through transformation. And I think mental health is such a big part of that. So I'm curious as to kind of, and I know that they, you know, they and we lean on you. So is that something that you also have a support network for? Yeah. I mean, I know myself pretty well now. So I know when I'm on the edge, you know, when you're like, oh, I'm, I'm going into a spiral. And so what I'll do is I'll do my technique. You know, I, I do do them, you know that. I'll I'll do like the positive rant technique, you know, where if I'm feeling stressed, I'll start to change that energy and I'll start to move it into gratitude. Um, really, you know, having like looking after mental health is knowing how to do that. We're I think it's appalling that we're not taught any of these things at school. Um, I was taught these things, so it's ingrained in me and then it's come back and now it's a belief. And again, I think that goes back to your belief system and it goes back to being in touch with your spiritual side, that knowing, looking at life through the lens of energy and energetics is the thing that can, I have seen, obviously through myself, but with everyone I work with, that is what is going to bring you that sense of freedom. Can't really do one without the other. And tapping into that higher vibe because you're all about the vibe and the energy and I love that. Yeah, getting into a high vibration, but then how you keep that. Okay. That's actually, yeah, that's a good way of putting it, Pips. It's like, it's like getting into that highest level of vibration, you know, on the scale that I use, frequency. And then how on earth do you stay up there (laughs) when all this stuff's still going on and you're taking leaps? (laughs) That's it's one thing getting to a point, but it's then sustaining it, you know, and I think that's, that's life, isn't it? That's the journey of life. But yeah, I just want to say a huge, huge thank you for chatting to us today giving us your time yay love that thank you so much for coming on thanks pips